Welcome to day 254 of Shaped by the Word. We're continuing an exciting journey through the Gospel of Matthew, which is tucked inside an exciting journey through the entire New Testament. So we've taken the Gospels and some of the writings. You know the best complement, you know the Gospels. Matthew is one of the more, you know, Jewish, you know, Gospels, and his emphasis is, you know, going back to the people of Israel. Uh, who had rejected him as a tax collector. Mm. But he is going back to them and saying, the kingdom is being fulfilled in your very presence in the person of Christ. He's everything you know, that the Old Testament you anticipated. Mm-hmm. So he emphasizes the wonderful you know, words of Jesus, do not think that I've come to abolish the law, but I have come to fulfill it or bring it to its full, uh, fullest meaning and fullest uh, intent and its fullest purpose. So we find ourselves in the middle of chapter 13 where we are... Uh, you know, reading through parables of the kingdom, and mm-hmm. every one of these parables you know, seem to have kind of an emphasis of both gathering those who are sincerely responding to the message, which in reality are a few, uh, and, and also scattering those who are not receiving the message, which happens to be in large part the entire you know, nation of Israel, not least of which, which would be the religious leaders who are firmly in control of the direction mm. of the nation. So we come again to the second half of chapter 13, and we will get the explanation of the parable <laughs> that we read yesterday. <laughs> dun, dun, and dun. I know you've been waiting for this, <laughs> so you, here we go. But before we do, we we always realize it's a holy moment when we come to the Word of God where we want to see His face, and we want to see ourselves for who we are, and we want to be transformed in, into His image uh, and into his his glory. So as we uh, before we read, David, do you mind lifting us up with a word of prayer? No, let's pray. And Father, as we now turn into your word, help us to behold wonderful things in your word. Um, this word that is living and active, may it rebuke us if we need rebuke, correct us and train us um, in righteousness and help us to behold your son. Um, and so, Father, do that work in, in our hearts now as we turn to your scriptures. Um, we pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Matthew 13, beginning in verse 31, he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field, though it is the smallest of all seeds. Yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. Jesus spoke all of these things to the crowd in parables. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. So was fulfilled what was spoken through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things hidden since the creation of the world. Then he left the crowd and went to the house. His disciples came to him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field, which we read yesterday, by the way. He, he answered, The one who sowed the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed stands for the people of the kingdom. The weeds are the people of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are the angels. As the weeds are pulled up and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will weed out of his kingdom everything that causes sin and all who do evil. They will throw them into a blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Whoever has ears, let them hear. 
kingdom of heaven is like the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found it, he hid it again, and then in his joy he went and sold all that he had, and he bought that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had, and he bought it. Once again, the kingdom of heaven uh, is like a net that was let down into the lake and caught all kinds of fish. When it was full, the fishermen pulled it up on the shore. Then they sat down and they collected the good fish in baskets, but threw the bad away. This is how it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? Jesus asked. Yes, they replied. He said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law who has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. When Jesus had finished these parables, he moved on from there. Coming to his hometown, he began teaching the people in their synagogue, and they were amazed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these miraculous powers, they asked? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this in his mother's name Mary, and aren't his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas, and all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all of these things? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town and in his own home. And he did not do many miracles there because of their lack of faith. What a sad, uh, what a sad epitaph yeah. to the chapter that uh, the power of God wouldn't manifest around them because of, of their lack of faith. Uh, we do know that he, he was able to heal there and he, he was able to do miracles, but there is a sense, you know, that the Spirit of God was, you know, quenched, something we need to be very careful you know that, that we don't do with our, you know, with our materialism and with our distractions, you know, in the in this world and with, uh, you know, the sin that we, we we kind of cherish that we don't create an atmosphere where God is not doing what He deeply desires to do, you know, among His people. So we read through you know several parables and we you know finally got to, you know, what is the meaning, you know, of the parable of the you know the weeds and, and aren't we glad Jesus explains them yeah no this is fantastic <laughs> thank you it's, it, there's little left to the imagination wow. yeah. after this new explanation yeah. in verse 37 uh, the one who sowed the you know, good seed is the son of man the field is the world and the good seed stands for the people of the kingdom the weeds are the people of the evil one and the enemy who sows them is the devil the harvest at the end of the age and, and the harvesters are angels and of course another fine point that you found yesterday when we read the parable of the weeds was the workers, you know, come to the master and said, do you want us to begin pulling out the weeds? And they said, no, not now, because they will damage. And if you pull out the weeds, you'll also uproot, you know, the good seed as, as well. And, and, of course, that's part of the reality of the church. There's, it's a mixed bag. There are mm-hmm. those who are genuinely, you know, a member of God's people, sincerely following him. And there are those, you know, that are there that are as far from him as they possibly could be. And it's not up to us, you know, to mm-hmm. pull up those reeds or to uproot and, mm-hmm. you know, all of those things. The time will come when, you know, Christ will do that himself. Mm-hmm. No, and it also reminds us, you know, that we live in hard times with sin and evil around us, even as mm-hmm. believers, even like the, the net image of we rub shoulders, you know, w- with those mm-hmm. who are lost and don't know Christ and, Obviously, he does also paint a very sad picture of what awaits those that don't have hope in Christ. And so one encouragement as well, right, to to take this good news to those, which 
the gospel gives us this promise that he can make a new creation out of something, right? And so even yeah. these who look like weeds, the gospel has the power to transform people. Yeah, and then that's yeah. a yeah. Obviously, that 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 is the hope that even those who began, you know, who began as weeds will. And know some happy you know, and it's obviously not consistent with the parable but it is consistent with the work of god that there's as long as this age remains it's not too late to respond to the gospel mm-hmm. and of course you're right david uh, we, we ought to have a different you know sense of urgency because of the dire consequences mm-hmm. of rejecting the gospel you know twice you hear you know the first time in verse 42 they'll be thrown into the blazing furnace where there'll be weeping and gnashing gnashing of teeth in no time of great regret and time of great uh, sorrow but a time that is too late you know to turn you know toward the gospel and then the the picture there is a nice you know a nice picture it's a you know a cleansing of the of the kingdom mm-hmm. you know all all everything that is evil will be mm-hmm. removed and uh those who you know have a uh, you know what he says in verse 43 then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, it's a removal of everything evil and the prospering of the people who have a heart for God and have responded to his message. And, of course, the evil in us will finally be removed as well. That uh, sounds great. We will no longer <laughs> you know, deal with sinful hearts, but mm-hmm. we will be purified even as he is pure. And I love how Jesus is letting us know about the kingdom, and he gives us these kind of images at the start of our passage, which this kingdom has such humble, small beginnings, just mm-hmm. like the mustard seed, which grows in something much greater. You know, kind of not obvious exactly what that's going to become. And then he even uses yeast, which he usually uses as a negative, right? Like, beware of the yeast. But now he's saying, like, no, the kingdom's kind of like this yeast that's gotten mixed in. You know, the thing is... And have a profound effect. You just don't see it. The thing that distracts me is the 60 pounds of flour. That's a heavy that bag. That is a lot of bread. I was thinking <laughs> That is so thing. much, so oh much bread. God. But anyway, yeah, no. the idea is it only, takes, it only takes a little bit of <laughs> yeah, yeast in order effect. to infect, yeah. you, know, a large, you know, a large amount of, you know, a large amount of dough. And so there is positive... You know, positive influence and negative influence. You know, he's already warned us. You know, not to, uh, you know, be drawn to the yeast of the. You know, mm-hmm. actually, I'm, I'm reading ahead. Oh. He's about to warn us you know, to yeah. watch out for the yeast of the Pharisees and the yeah. things that they teach and how they, you know, you know, get ahead of us. But but you're right. The kingdom is, uh, you know, it has starts small and grows big and becomes magnificent. Mm-hmm. And uh, that has been happening since the time of Christ. The kingdom, in kind of a secret underground way, has been growing and has been bearing mm-hmm. fruit. And one day we will see the totality of the fruit. And we need to be patient, knowing that it is mm-hmm. growing and that it is bearing fruit when sometimes even we, uh, we're just not sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and as he's kind of explained this picture of the world, I mean, there's the wheat and the weeds, so living together just telling us in 44 that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field so certainly the kingdom of heaven is worth sacrificing for when when it's when it's necessary for us to you know so yeah. it's, it's a what a crazy story somebody's, crazy yeah. story. somebody's walking through a field that's and awesome they found you know, some some buried treasure yeah and they go oh my goodness i bet i could get this field really cheap yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they run it they I need know, a real estate agent they marshal all of their resources you know sell everything that they have in order to gain the treasure right. and then of course you know the same thing is with the, the dealer find pearls they finally right. finds the pearl you know, not just a pearl, but the mm-hmm. pearl. Mm-hmm. And again, he goes home and sells everything that he has in, in order to possess, you know, the pearl of great price. Mm-hmm. And of course, that is the picture of what is offered to us in Christ. It's worth 
uh, marshaling every resource of our life in order to to gain it and to mm-hmm. experience its depth. And it is a call, you know, to mm-hmm. total commitment to sell everything else mm-hmm. you have in order to have this treasure. It reminded me of the conversation that Jesus had with the rich young ruler, you know, when he was, when Jesus told him to sell all that he had. And and I guess that was more than he could, no, could take he on. No, he went away sad. sad. Because yeah. he had, uh, you know, yeah. even in one of the Gospels, and his face fell. In other mm-hmm. words, you could tell visibly how shaken mm-hmm. You know, he was in the moment of the challenge because just like when we were talking yesterday about, you know, the parable, yeah. you know, of, of, of the, you know, of the seed, he was choked by the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth because mm-hmm. he had great things he didn't think, you know, life following the kingdom of God could be richer than the life that he attained, you know, for himself, which is a, a mm-hmm. dire warning. And it's just a reminder that in this world, you know, we can place our heart and our affections on things that should never be ultimate things i mean they're good things and we enjoy god's common grace but they're never above the greatest treasure which now is, god has been good to us and yeah. you know and giving us you know families and giving us you know a lot of the delights of this world you know that we yeah. can you know freely you know freely enjoy but those those come you know those come as a privilege and they are also you know a responsibility and the mm-hmm. responsibility is that we have been blessed in order mm-hmm. you know to be a blessing and our resources are not you know simply to raise our comfort level and to mm-hmm. uh, you know delight us but they are to be leveraged you know for the purpose of the kingdom mm-hmm. and you got to love what that's telling us right i mean the the guy in the field kind of stumbles upon this treasure one guy's kind of searching but the thing they value both is you know they treasure the, the, treasure, the yeah. prize. They treasure what they found, it's which would be prize. Christ. Like that is, yeah. that is their number one. And mm-hmm. man, if that's not convicting, like you're saying, Paul, we do have mm-hmm. so many good things and nice homes, nice cars, healthy families, and all these things. And it's so easy to forget where our true yeah. treasure well, is. You know, and, and Christ tends to be something we add to all the other good things we have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we add a devotional life, and we add. You know, time you know, spent with him and time spent together in community with the, the people of God, but we we don't make him our ultimate treasure. We don't set our affections and our heart on him. Mm-hmm. We are distracted, you know, by so many, you know, so many things. Mm-hmm. So you think in in verse fifty one when Jesus said, "Have you understood these things?" and they said yes, that they really did. Well, you know, no, <laughs> just like yes, yeah, <laughs> as much as we can. I think so. Yeah, yeah, in the same way that you know you and Us, I, yeah. you and I would yeah. say yes. Yeah. There, there's so many yeah. things that are becoming clearer and clearer as we follow Jesus, but it is also clear that there, there are so many mm-hmm. things that are, are so beyond us. You know, we get we know that we have glimpses, as Paul said, we we see things mm-hmm. through a glass dimly, but one day we will see face to face. Now we know in part. Uh, one day we will know fully, even as we are fully known. Mm-hmm. So it is a process of, uh, you know, as we delight in God's word and the presence of God, Him continuing to bring, you know, to you know, bring you know these things. And and by the way, that makes you know, one of the important, uh, you know, passages you know that we we covered here. Let me see. Uh, never can find it under pressure. I know. Uh, in all of this. Uh, verse 52, mm-hmm. he said to them, Therefore, every teacher of the law has become a disciple in the kingdom of heaven is like an owner of a house who brings out of his storeroom new treasures as well as old. Mm-hmm. Uh, our good friend, you know, Patrick, you know, Schreiner uses this to describe Matthew. 
Mm-hmm. Matthew was someone who was well-versed. Uh, he, he was a tax collector, but he has a rich understanding of Old Testament history. So he must have been one of those teenage rebels after years mm-hmm. at synagogue said, I, I, I yeah. want to get rich. And, and, and But anyway, uh, Shriner or Patrick, you know, uh, and can't confuse him with his father, which is also a great theologian, Tom. But Patrick says this is this is who Matthew was, mm-hmm. one who had a rich understanding of the Old Testament, but also an understanding of the kingdom yeah, new treasures. and is bringing it light to new us. Together. Yeah, yeah, bringing out of the storeroom new as well as old. And that's the exciting part about cool reading that? scripture. Yeah. And it was finding treasures in yeah. the new as well as the old. Mm-hmm. Cindy, do you mind closing us with a word of prayer? No, don't mind. Father, thank you for this word. Uh, we thank you for the... <clears throat> the parables and the teachings of Christ. And what a sweet privilege to even have Jesus explain these teachings to us. Um, Father, may our hearts yearn for the treasure. And may, Father, we um, set aside anything that is less than. And may we continue to um, love you, know you, and, and run after you. So, Father, be with us where we need to be challenged in, in those areas of um Maybe even heart idolatry, Lord, anything that we have made more important than you and your kingdom. And uh, lead us in that way, Father. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.